0: The Notorious OTV on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bets today. We're also brought to you by IPVanish. IPVanish is the official VPN of SGPN, and they're offering 70% off if you go to IPVanish.com slash SGP. That's IPVanish.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Discord. Welcome everybody to the Notorious OTV brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We continue our four episodes of Del Mar for opening week in a Del Mar series. Podcella, as I've taken to calling it. And uh, I got a man who he really feels like he, you know, he doesn't need any introduction except for the fact that this is a podcast and you can't see him. So, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, from the TVG Network, uh, what about my favorite personality, uh, Ken Rudolph. Welcome,
1: hey. sir. Thank you for having me, brother. I appreciate it, man. Good to talk to you again. Uh, I think we met for the first time at Breeders' Cup. Yeah, yeah. At Del Mar. A couple at years Del Mar, ago. yeah. A couple years back, so that was awesome. You were super funny and cool. So yeah, man, we've been trying to keep this relationship going, so I appreciate you inviting me out. I'll, I'll tell you what, I was super nervous. I did a, a made-on-the-street
0: thing with, uh, with you know, uh, for for uh, America's Best Racing. And I decided the, you know, the the way to get over my nerves is just find the the most significant person around me and and do you know do uh, you know a section with him and the life-size cutout of mike smith turned me down and so but ken was standing right next to the life-size cutout of mike smith and uh he played my game horse or clown actually killed it it was uh it was kind of disturbing honestly how well he did with the, the clown stuff but yeah ken's here to help me do the uh the late pick five at del mar uh for opening saturday the the big card and uh Yeah. So do you have anything with the Del Mar, any like angles specifically
1: that you, that you like to go to whenever you handicap? man, you know, that has probably been the most difficult meeting for me in my 23 years, even though I was gone for eight years doing news, I was still playing on the weekends. So, Mm -hmm. um, and I was still took vacation twice from Sacramento just to come to Del Mar. So I've I've always been kind of still all in and it's just, I've been able to hit, you know, prices here and there, but I, very rarely been able to put together like consistent pick fours and pick fives. So the thing that I've really been trying to do lately, and it's helped a little bit is focus in on the workouts. Now we are lucky enough that we receive workouts and we receive all this data every single day here at TVG. So sure. workouts and I've been trying to focus in on on discerning or deciphering, what workout is good and what, even if it's a bad workout, is that what the trainer wants? Are they the kind of trainer that doesn't push them? Like we know, like on the East coast, a guy named Rudy Rodriguez, Mm -hmm. they never work fast. Yep. Never. But then here they go, boom, right out of the gate. Right. Right. Ready to rock. So you gotta kind of learn which trainers. um, I gotta admit there are certain trainers. I do not care what your first timer is doing. I'm not playing you. Right. And it's not because I don't respect the trainer. I just know I'm not going to get any value, and I don't necessarily know if it's worth it. Right? So- I have a feeling there's a maiden
0: race that we're both going to be against a specific horse in, uh, based off of that statement. Um,
1: really? Okay.
0: Race that seven. Would, I, I think so. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, that's that's a good point with the workouts. There's uh, I, I call it, uh Steven Asmussen does it, I call it the Ass Man Power Move, where he works a horse really fast, and then he has just like a little leg stretcher, yep. and that horse is ready to fire next. I'm I've become just dependent on the workout reports with these with Saratoga with Delmar, but I've also you have to learn how to handicap the the workout reports because not not every Bob Baffert horse is a A minus workout. It's probably that that's like his C plus kind of thing. And yeah, uh, you know Todd Todd Pletcher's the same way. Chad Brown, Uh, yeah, workouts is is something. And you also mentioned doing news for a little bit. Um, might be shocked to find out that you're not the only person on this show today who has an IMDb page, sir. Uh, do tell. Yes. So I, I was watching a little, a little show the other night called, uh, I, I believe is a American crime story, uh, yeah. about the Monica Lewinsky uh, scandal. Yeah. And you were, uh, I, I heard a noise that should be telling me that, you know, it's time to, to get my bets in it at Goldstream right. Park. Uh, but it was instead of talking to, I believe Jennifer flowers. And, uh, I, uh, I did a little snooping on your IMDb page. And, uh, first of all, I noticed that they've, that you do a lot of roles as cops or reporters. And first yeah. of all, I have to ask, are you a cop? And if so, you have to tell me otherwise this is entrapment. <laughs> no, sir.
1: Uh, I'm not a member of law enforcement. I never have been. I don't even think I have any f- – oh, no. I No? Do I have any friends? I don't even think I have any friends who are. Yeah. Okay. I mess with that. Okay. I was going to say smells like
0: bacon in this motherfucker, but we're <laughs> safe. Um, the other <laughs> thing is I – Do you know if they keep official stats and is there a record for number of times a person has played reporter number in in a in a role? I
1: I don't know. Um, I've never even thought about it. Um, I know that I do it because it's easy. Right. And they don't need you for a long time. So just a little inside baseball, like there's a pay scale Mm -hmm. for everything that you do. So for me to show up and do a reporter role, it's usually a minimum of $1,000. And so when you show up, and normally for those roles, they don't need me for more than maybe an hour. Right. You have to go there. You have to go through makeup and wardrobe and all that stuff. And then I've just always kind of taken it upon myself. I have the skill set to be able to remember things. So it's easy for me to remember my lines. And I think that's why I'm getting the gig as I come into the audition. I easily have the line down, and I am a reporter. So I bring some of the authenticity of what I would do in that. And usually nine out of ten times nine out of ten times are like, yes, we did not know the reporters did that, but now that we see that, will you please do that? And so it's just been it's made it easy. The 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 quickest job I think I ever had was Bruce Almighty Mm -hmm. on the set for 90 minutes. That was which is unheard of. Yeah. Like that means going to makeup and wardrobe so i go you have to go to the makeup trailer first face and hair then you go to the wardrobe and get dressed it's usually a suit that you have provided for yourself so i had to bring my own suit which they've yeah. been, like, themed and everything for you put that on go to the set um the uh director is tony god i forgot his name ah, anyway he comes to the set right You're on a green screen he's like you got your copy they have it in a prompter and he's like and i'm like yeah what do you need me to do he's like just read it straight like an anchor okay yeah and then you do it like three, four times. And they're like, okay, we got it. And then you're done. Like eight days later, here comes a check for $1,000. It's like, it's a pretty awesome gig uh, if you can get
0: it. You made it a lot easier than my uncle, who was thrown to the ground by Wilford Brimley in the film uh, End of the Line. Uh, I believe he also filled up Charlie Sheen's gas tank wine. It was him and uh, Kevin Bacon, where they worked for Ooh. the railroad, with Mary Steenburgen. She's from here. She's from where I live. Um Yeah, it's uh so I mean you didn't get thrown to the ground by a man with diabetes. Um, but here's my theory is that someday they're gonna start keeping these stats, and it's gonna be like when they look at like Pistol Pete and like how many points he could have scored with the three-point line, they're gonna be like, This is the most prodigious man who ever put on (laughs) the the overcoat and pulled out the notepad. Ken Rudolph, he should be in the Hall of Fame, and you should be in the Hall of Fame for your work on TVG. I'm gonna throw that out there and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat around the bush anymore. It's time to get into a pick five, man. Let's, Let's do, do this. Let's do it. Race seven.
1: Post time is going to be. Was it? Oh, what time is that? Did I write that down right? Five four p.m. I'm sorry. Eight four p.m. Uh, uh, Eastern. East- five four p.m. Pacific. I had it right. I was. I was doubting myself. It just felt so late. Um. All it's
0: Eastern. a five. Yeah. Oh, dude. I'm. I'm not. I've only been to the West Coast once, and it was. It was just too much for me. There's. There's edibles and horses. And I didn't know what to do with myself. It's a. It's a five furlong cow bread. 80K main special uh, weight for two-year-old fillies. Uh, man, I, I, I personally had to just spread out all over the place in this race. One, because yeah. workout reports uh, aren't out yet, and I am, I guess, medically addicted to them at this point. But uh, as my mother always taught me, uh, guess first.
1: Who mm-hmm. so are you liking this race, Ken? Okay, well— I think there are obvious horses you have to deal with. Fun money for Doug O'Neill. You kind of have to look at that horse because of the speed that was shown. It was a sloppy track at Churchill, but they got they got a little bit of action on that particular day. And then that went from from George, uh, from Rusty Arnold, now to Doug O'Neill. There's no drop-off there, right? So you got to respect what fun money is going to bring. And then uh, Yvonne's miss right next door obviously has shown some ability in that debut over the synthetic at Gulfstream. So I feel like I automatically take the horses that are, kind of obvious, mm-hmm. and from there I start to look out at runners that may not be as obvious. And there's a runner in here that I think is interesting. I like Chismosa. That's the five. This okay. is the doctor Clubhouse Ride for Rafael De Leon, who I think um, the numbers aren't going to show you. He-, he knows what he's doing. Sure. And the workouts, they're nice workouts over there at Los Alamitos. Now, I don't know how translatable, transferable, those workouts at Los Alamitos, are to Del Mar. I know they worked very well when they moved to Santa Anita, but I don't mm-hmm. know how they work at Del Mar. But you're telling me that as a runner that has a couple of bullet workouts with decent pedigree in this maiden race, I'm like, I always throw a couple of horses like that in. So I would definitely go five, seven, and eight in my mix. And then to the inside, I was thinking about the three Charlie. Um, because Ryan Hansen does a really great job with the first-time starters and a nice series of drills, and Motown is a, is a good sire um, with win early pedigree. So I would usually go four deep. I try not to go too deep in the maiden races, because once you start going more than five, now you yeah. got six. Next thing you know, you got to push the all button. So, right. so I try to it at three or four, um, usually a couple of obvious choices, and then I definitely try to spread out and pick some horses that are not as obvious. So that's where that five comes in. So I would probably go three, five, seven, eight.
0: So you you uh, use a couple of the ones that I'll be using. So to to kind of, you know, not be redundant, I'll go ahead and give you some of the ones that I'm using that uh, that you didn't mention. Uh, Just north of Charlie is a cowgirl Charlie. We got the we got Charlie and and Charlie boy here. Uh, But yeah, uh, cowgirl Charlie, uh, 15 to one. Uh, only sibling, one at two years old, it appears. Uh, I don't know very much about the trainer, but if you look at the stats, pretty good stats for first-time uh, starters. Great with debut main special weights. Uh, the really good gate works. I'm a big fan of gate works for first-time starters. I like to see three good gate works, so I know that they're not going to have like a an improbable uh, you know flip out whenever they get next to the to the gate. Yeah. Um, so I I went with uh, two. Then you also mentioned Charlie. Uh, which I wish this was a cult. So I could yell, Charlie boy, whenever this one comes in. Uh, and then I added with them the, uh, the six, uh, smoking kisses. Uh, and I I like smoking kisses, uh, for just the, how productive the mare was. Uh, do you look at this horse has had six foals to reach the gate, five of them winners. She was stakes placed 75% of those. Two-year-old or two-year-old winners, uh, you know, got a gatework in there. Uh, not a respectable trainer with a with a uh, the debut made in special weight angle, and and you got a uh, Umberto Respoli up. And uh, the only other one I was going to use, you you also mentioned, was uh, Yvonne's uh, uh, Yvonne's a Miss, which uh, I I am such a sucker for horses moving off of all weather onto any other surface. I feel like yeah. they instantly pop. Usually,
1: it's been happening. We were talking about this happening with runners from Turfway Park. It's mm-hmm. been a while because those runners were going to keeneland and those horses were popping like crazy places mm-hmm. and then of course you know we see what happened with our kentucky derby winner that horse had last run on the synthetic at turf weight but yep. that's back to churchill where he'd already shown he liked it and he's like yeah let's do it yeah but here's the beauty of talking things through and i'm a huge um believer in a personal hunch or a person mm-hmm. so initially I had the two, Cowgirl Charlie, on my list, but I was like, ah, I'm going to let that ride. But the reason why I liked her was two reasons. The bullet workout, well, not the bullet, but that really nice second of 40 workout back on. Mm-hmm. And then Quinn Howie is a Northern California-based trainer who does a really good job. But the reason why I was going to use it, I mentioned I did eight years of news in Sacramento, and I had mm-hmm. a second I did on the morning show called Can Do Ken, where I would mm-hmm. go out odd jobs. And so I wanted to go to the horse track because obviously I have that connection and I was gonna muck out stalls all day and we re- and uh, reshod some horses and work with the thing. Quinn Howie was the guy that donated his horses for our show. Oh wow he had to come to his barn, muck it out, reshod the horses and do yeah. all that stuff. He was super cool and super generous. And so I I'd never met him in my life. Yeah. After doing everything at TVG, I'd never met this trainer. And then we asked to do that, and he was like, absolutely. I mean, he was nice, he's like, Yeah, I know who you are. And so he was really, really nice. And so I've always remembered him, and that's why I was going to include him. But then I was like, eh, I'm not going to tell him that. It's a waste of his time to give him the two wow. horse. But <laughs> I like it. We're on it. Okay, now you got me back on the two. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I, I always tell people,
0: uh, so what with you know, if the if the trainer's won zero percent for for a meet or something, because uh, you're going to get paid when the time that they they finally bump that up to one percent. Uh, if, if a horse is live, a horse is live. Doesn't matter who's attached to it. Yep. So. Moving on. We like a lot of the same horses. We're both kind of spread out. I went four deep. Uh, it sounded like yeah, I believe you are around four deep also. Five deep. I two, I go five deep. Yeah. All right. So moving on. Race eight. This is a $80,000 cow made in special weight. Another one for two-year-olds. And they just want us to to go ahead and make thick investments right off the bat with these two uh, two-year-old races. Uh, I'll, I'll jump in with a few that I uh, like uh, right off the bat here. Uh, my, my number 1 was the the Eight Reina of Speed. Um yeah. I got a theory horses that dare other horses to pass them in the stretch are always dangerous and made in maiden races and I thought that reign of Speed uh was that horse. Let me see. Get to the connections here. It was uh it's Luis Mendez. Luis Mendez does really good work with two-year-olds. Uh usually I like like him to get a, like a Okay. reign of Speed is Ryan Hansen. Uh, yep, yeah, I went I'm one too far. There we go. All right, Ryan Hansen. Ryan Hansen. Luis Mendez is good with two year olds. Just a little tidbit, a little, little extra tidbit there. Uh, uh, yeah, Ryan Hansen, uh, strong with uh, second career races. The horse has a you know race under its belt. I know that it wants to show speed. Uh, you know, consistent workouts working about, you know, went 48 uh in four furlongs, another gatework, like I said, big on gateworks get you get the, the old man Tyler bays up there and once again out of another productive mare um and then I had only two more for this one um the next one so I'm going to go too deep unless uh one one of these horses draws in and the next one was the number nine uh charbonneau yep. uh six to one on the on the uh, mo- uh sorry morning line it is second off the all- weather, adds the blinks so I know it wants to be forwardly pa- uh uh placed and more than likely you know, who knows? Could be the horse that dares the others to pass. Uh, I have an angle. I call it a Lars, a Los Al rail shipper. Horses uh-huh. that drew that nasty rail at Los Al in like the one mm. to three holes. They are up against it. They ship back down to Del Mar. They, you know, they don't have that, that nasty, you know, outside bias to deal with and they can run back at big prices. And if the 12, my ransom at 30 to one draws in, um, I like betting these kind of horses uh, that lose by like 50 something links because my theory behind them is they are need the lead early speed horses that faced adversity, had a bump slow out of the gate, something like that. And they just quit. They went ahead and just packed it in and just kind of, you know, it was a, just kind of a, I don't know, a paid jog for them, but they know the importance of getting the horse out the next time. And they send them. And I think, I think the good news here is that they're putting Emily Ellingwood up who gets the big weight break.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: If the horse needs the lead, let Emily Ellingwood with the apprentice weight break send right. hard. Uh, Cause I mean, what else you, do you do with the weight break at that point? And who knows, this could be the horse that just surprised everyone. You know, how bad was that start? If it was that bad, this horse could end up, up the, uh, out on the front.
1: Yeah. And that's a wicked price there. If that horse draws into the outside, I doubt that that horse will draw in. I think you doubt it as well, but yeah. if, does draw, and I can see exactly what you're working with. I agree we, with- we got one defector already in that race, so we okay. just need one more for, for that one to draw him. I feel you. Uh, I'm with you on eight and nine, but I'm going to add another horse, and it's a big price. And here's the thing about this horse. So I was looking at not only this horse, but a bunch of other horses on the card today and tomorrow for one particular trainer. And so I was testing my theory out this morning on the air, live on TVG. Mm-hmm. For a tra- that When you see this guy's name, you do not, ever think first time out. You think, oh, he's awesome in the claim game, but you don't think first time out. This trainer's name is Bob Hess Jr. Mm -hmm. Bob Hess Jr. is incredible, but he's mainly a a West Coast guy. He's been shipping horses out lately. You know what he did today at Gulfstream Park? He shipped out a first-time starter, a two-year-old offspring of Constitution, who popped and freaked and paid $25 in the opening race on the card at Gulfstream Park on Friday. Bob Hess Jr. shipped that horse out to South Florida and got that money. Now, he's got some first time starters on the card at Del Mar in this opening weekend. And while you and I like the eight and the nine, I'm going to throw the seven, okay. Montana, into the mix. There are decent workouts, but if you look at the percentage for Bob Hess Jr. on the West Coast for first time starters, 13%, not too shabby at all. Got a really productive sire and exaggerator. Obviously, if we had some rain out here, I'd really love the seven.
0: Yeah. But- Easiest freakness ever.
1: <laughs> right. Oh, my God. That was like, that was the one that was like, that's a gift. You yeah. never say that in horse racing, but that I was like, oh, come on. You know that horse is going to love that slot. But I feel like I want to always kind of add a first-time starter that either I have a just a feeling about or I just want to try some things out. I feel really good about the 8 and 9. Like yeah. I feel like we got it covered. So that's yeah. why I'm, like, I'm going to throw one more horse. And like you're talking about that 12, I'm talking about the 7, Montana, 12 to 1 morning line. I'll throw that in uh, with the 8 and the 9.
0: All right. We are going to hit the stakes race here. Race 9. The eight furlong, which is one mile, one hundred k purse. I'm i I'm just going to Arkansas this one up. The Osanita Stakes uh, yep. on the, on the turf. Uh, man. Uh, you know that this these turf races opening weekend at Del Mar are, for one, huge fields. Two, salty. Like it's it, it feels like Ascot. Just like I don't know what to make of these twenty horses just bombing around here. So, uh, yeah, I I went tried to go with a bunch of prices, but I mean. Back to you, sir, if we're going going connect four rules. Okay, <laughs> I like it. Well,
1: I, in a race like this, and we'll see if we're getting any, any other scratches. There's one scratch, the eight cover version is out. But you're right, this is a really salty field. So what I do is I I ignore the favorites. Um, I look at them to see just, okay, how tough is the favorite going to be? Like, Hamwood Flyer is fast, and so you got to think about that. But there's so much other speed in this race that I'm like, well, Okay, the two's probably not going to get away. So then there's the six, Carpe Venum, for Philip uh, D'Amato. Probably has the best closing kick. So I might think about using that one. But what I'm really liking is a horse named Sassy Serb. And Sassy Serb is at 20-1. to And I think the horse is a great turn of foot. And I think the horse is improving and deserves this shot in the stakes race. I I think the distance is perfect. And I I just like the price. And the running that the horse has done all the way up to this point. So I'm going to use that price. The 9 is 20 to 1 on the morning line, sassy serve. And, and, and I'm going to throw in the 12 ever smart. Five-year-old daughter of Broken Vow. It's the Hall of Fame trainer, Neil Drysdale. Now, here's the thing. Mr. Drysdale does not win races in bunches, but he's off to a pretty good start this year. And all he does is... Turf runners is really his thing. Even though he won the Kentucky Derby with Fusaichi Pegasus back in 1999, 2000 era, he's all about these turf runners. And so I think Ever Smart's the kind of runner that's tactical, because there's some speed here and some deep closers. He should be right there in the middle. So I'll take nine and twelve, and I might, just to be safe, throw the six in there so that I'm not completely out of the loss if the favorite decides to run. So I would go three deep in that race.
0: Okay, okay, I like it. I like it there. I so I I'm with you in the same thing of I. So I did use one favorite. Um, I I think it's co-favorite. I believe so. Let me see my notes. Uh, Yes. Uh, Yeah, the four avenue de France. Uh, I thought that there was plenty of pace in this race. Um, It's going to be sitting that kind of right in the middle, kind of off the pace trip where I don't worry about it getting uh, pinned to the rail. I don't worry about it getting out wide and running about an extra two furlongs you know, for, for this race. Um, so I, I like that one. I know they say don't use a favorite defensively, but if you feel like right. the horse is going to win at the same time, is it really defensive? Um, the other one, I looked at the rail and I went to the one, uh, was it Quatriol? Uh, yep. 12 to one. That closer should sit the rail trip and save ground the entire time behind that smoking hot pace. If that horse can tip out or just have the rail open up, Uh, I I thought that that uh, Quattro was a a horse that could get up uh, at a price. Um, This one is in for uh, Jeff Mullins. Yeah, once again, Tyler Bays. I just I mean, I guess I'm just on a a T-Bays kick uh, today. But, uh, you know, it was running in one hundred thousand dollar optional claimers. Uh, It's just dripping in back class uh, compared to some of this field with, uh, you know, uh, starting the honeymoon uh, start. And then we see the Jimmy Durante here at Del Mar uh, last year. Or, sorry, uh, no, two years back. And, uh, yeah, it's speed figures fit. Uh, The horse can run from off the pace. It's two, one, and two out of five starts at the distance. Uh, So, yeah, I I thought it was a good little shot. And, you know, I'll just be probably urging that one to to get up at the wire because it should be coming
1: late. All right. So, there you go. With that, uh, I'm going to keep that simple as well. So, I think, you know, I try to think about things in the collective way that we're moving. So, I think I went five deep in the first, three deep in the second leg. I'm going to go three deep in the third leg, so I'm sitting at around $45 uh, for the ticket thus far. And then we go to race 10, right? Yep, and before we hit race 10, the penultimate leg of the pick five,
0: we're going to take a quick break so we can get some words in from our sponsors. We'll be right back on the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Make sure to get down on the wins. Bet $50 to win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. And if you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. Their reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet the MLB. And now, bet $500 on sports or in the casino before July 31st, 2022. Get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple entries are allowed. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play-through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com discord. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. I'm talking to your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your fire stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IP Vanish. IP Vanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30 day money back guarantee, and that's just like getting nine months for free. Ripping through this late pick five. Myself and my guest, Ken Rudolph, uh, if you're just joining me. And if you're just joining me, God, I have to tell you people all the time. If you're just joining me, it's a friggin' podcast. Just start over. Why did you let it play this long without listening to it? Uh, this is a six and a half furlong, 80K optional claimer. Uh, I'm sure there are all sorts of conditions in there. I just kind of, my eyes glaze over whenever I read through, you know, extravagant conditions. It's like, well, mm-hmm. the horses that have only run when Mars is in retrograde, Right. ten thousand dollars uh but yeah ken what what were you thinking here i mean this is the the setup for the for the money leg like this is this is your, your uh your your place this is your lead off hitter really if you think about it yeah your heavy hitter coming in the next round to to bring it bring yeah. him around
1: so well i think the first thing you want to decide is what do you how do you feel about cz rocket right mm-hmm. um and that horse coming back has the class but I'm gonna take a stand against him, and I know he runs well fresh. Like that's it's I'm taking a chance. It's Peter Miller who's back doing what he does full time. It's a horse that runs well fresh, and we know that CZ Rocket loves to fight in the stretch. He will not back down. So if he's ready to go, it's gonna be tough, and my whole day is done. But that's what this is about, right? You gotta make yep. this you gotta be a big boy, or excuse me, a grown up. So I'm gonna go ahead and just chuck the two out. And I really like the outside, the 10 apprehend. Uh, I'm going to take the ten, and I'm hoping that that runner with Joe Bravo can, if not, set the pace, be right there where they need to be early on, and then take over in the stretch. I don't know if there's really a tremendous amount of early speed here in this race, as we're going six and a half furlongs. So I think that the t- the runner to the outside, the ten, has a chance to control. So I'm going to go with the ten, and then I really like the five, T Grade to Slugo, de Slugo. Excuse me. I really like that runner to make the move from off the pace, nice closing kick, and I think. If there is any kind of scramble where other runners decide to go out there and and get nuts, I think it sets it up beautifully for the five at a price. So I go five ten in this race, and I'm trying to beat Cz Rocket. I I I don't
0: think we've we've met a favorite that we like. Well, other other than me taking the was it Avenue to Avenue to France last one, but that's what yeah. we we won't bring that up if it doesn't win. Um, so I, I was I was the, I, I'm against Cz Rocket. That's a horse that I've seen run feels like hundreds of times at, at Oaklawn at this point, but. Uh yeah, I, I'm not really a believer there. Uh I looked at the rail at a horse that could be uh commanding speed here with the one Murphy's Tiger at 20 to 1. Um I, I'm starting to feel like Kanye West with a slowed-down soul sample. Uh, but this horse comes off the all-weather. Uh, you know, got one trick, but it's a really good trick. Uh yeah. it comes comes off the all-weather, uh, could pop off there. I, I kind of think that, you know, there's some. Need the lead horses that are drawn to the outside of okay. uh, of Murphy's Tiger and all Murphy's Tiger has to do is run straight. These other horses have to get out and clear. If he beats those horses to the spot, look out, look out that that horse could end up, you know, making the other ones just kind of say it isn't our day. And then at that point, I mean, it's just who's going to catch them. Uh, and then. Then I went with the the four. Uh, I got no money. Uh, this was going to be a little bit more of a stalker. And what I noticed is this horse does its best running whenever Mark Glatt spots it up in a race where the fractions can get, you know, sub 22 second kind of sharp. Like yeah. it's that pretty, you know, and at Del Mar, that happens happens a good bit. That that kind of sub 22, 21 range, uh, maybe not in a, a six and a half furlong, but definitely in the, like the, the six and the five furlongs, you see some horses kind of fly. Uh, so I thought that that horse could stand to run. Uh, a good trip with a little bit, you know, a little bit of pace, be forwardly placed. Don't have to worry about a deep closer, or having to weave through traffic or anything. And I felt pretty safe uh, getting through it with those uh, those two horses.
1: Yeah, that's it. That's um, <clears throat> no, I like what you've done. But now I keep looking at the race. and I'm like, Ugh. because yeah. uh, the thing that I always that I also want to do. In addition to my handicapping, I am mm-hmm. aware there are certain connections that while I may not like their horse. They beat me every single time at a price. Yep. The Vladimir Seren, he trains the eight, Arkan. And that trainer, that man wins a whole lot of races. Yes. Every time ah, I'm going to beat him, he gets me. And so that's that eight is the kind of horse that might try to get out there on the front end as well. Might yep. try to go with you. Because we're going six and a half, and I think that's what might entice a few more runners to try to jump out there on the front end. So your one makes sense to me. I don't really have complete faith that that's going to translate to the the dirt. Sure, see exactly what you're working with there, but a horse like the eight, because there are certain connections that scare me, and, right. and that's a horse I'd probably throw in, depending upon what my budget is and how I feel about what's happening in the last race. You know, it's not necessarily the connections, but I always lose to horses with Mongolian in the name whenever
0: I, I play California races. Uh, yeah. I don't know what it is. Um, I just, yeah, I, I get ravaged by Genghis Khan every time a Mongolian horse runs. <laughs> um, so... This is it. This is the last leg. Time to get paid here. Race eleven, the eight furlong San Clemente Stakes. It's a Grade Two on the turf, Um, and I have. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I'm gonna call it uh, basically. I got an asshole single here uh, that I'm gonna end it with a stone cold single. But I'm gonna let the anticipation bubble a little bit and let Ken uh, give me his last leg. Wow. So,
1: I like it. I I I do the same thing. I call it, yeah, I'm being a total asshole. I'm being a jerk. I'm going to single here, and whatever happens, whatever happens, happens. Um, and I like that a lot. I had four deep in here, and uh, I like Jim, mine. That's the five. So I have a couple of – there are certain trainers I just mentioned that I use sometimes, and I'm, like, just looking for a price. And then there are jockeys that I always kind of include that are far better than their percentages, will tell you. Jose Valdivia Jr. is far better than his numbers are going to tell you. He's, And I think that people don't understand the reality, in my opinion, is this. If you are a jockey, you've been doing this for two decades, you've won Breeders' Cup races, okay, you've probably made some money. So you don't have to come out here and ride these busters in the maiden claimer. Right. But there are a lot of jockeys that are super selective, and I really think Jose Valdivia is one of them. And I just feel like if he's got – horse, he's going to give me everything he's got. So Jim Mine is the kind of horse that I think is very intriguing. And I think that she could be sitting the perfect trip. So I'm going to include the five at 10 to one in the race. Then there is a closer to the outside. Helen's well, I think same situation. She'll be able to make that move from off of the pace. But then there's also the pace, right? Where's that going to come from? I don't have any faith in the one Lady T to the inside. But I do think that the two, Countess Rosina, is dangerous. So I'm going to go two, five and ten in this race to wrap it up
0: yeah that i was the uh the the two seems like it could stand to sit that just that perfect pocket trip where it's it's almost like uh calling a slant like into where a blitzer came from where everyone kind of goes and they just mosey right over to the rail and get get the good uh good little stocking trip there my Uh oh i think i i think you also i'm doing a drum roll (laughs) uh (laughs) <laughs> it's funny. You definitely tossed. You tossed my single. Uh, I will say. Uh, I I went with Lady T at six to one. Uh, I, I I actually I think this horse is going to make a really easy lead and. I going two turns, I I like its chances a little bit more because, I mean, these horses have to slow down a little bit to get into the turn. So if the horse can kick clear just a little bit, get a little bit of breathing room going into the stretch, which, by the way, it is a long stretch at Del Mar. Uh, It's not like fairground long, but it will remind you that prayers for the wire to hurry up to get there are rarely fucking answered. Um, So, you know, I think Lady T could get loose uh, and walk the dog on the front. Uh, and you know, uh, rail draw, once again, just has to go straight. Uh, I, I went thicker in the, the maiden races to kind of get to this point where I feel like I got a pretty good opinion on it. So I'm just going to be a, you know, not a, you know, I'm not from, you know, Massachusetts, so I can't be a mass hole. So I'm an Arkansas hole, uh, for this one. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going with a single lady T six to one.
1: You know, here's the thing about it. I don't trust the, the runner, but I can totally see the speed. Right. And when you go and look at this field up and down, like I chose the two because I felt like she would be able to sit just off of that, and whoever wants to get bold. And that might be you. The only other runner that I thought might try to go, um, the nine, Cleopatra's, or Anthony's Cleopatra, excuse me, because she's quick enough. But it's really all about whether or not they're going to be assertive with the rider uh, in the irons. But I got to say, uh, I do trust Victor Espinoza to the inside.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, I,
1: I, you know, You'll probably get a strongly worded uh, DM from me if this horse wins and knocks me out of my shit on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's it. You're you're bolder than me. I go with the passive aggressive note, folded up and left on the windshield. That's my thing. I don't sign it. No no glitter, no nothing. I don't want anyone to know it's me. It's just like, hey m- hey pal, maybe next time you think right. about going to the lead. Uh, my so I I have a terrible back. I've had three back surgeries. I, I have a Victor Espinoza angle, which is. Uh, If he's got, you know, he's got spine problems, too. If he gets out of bed to ride a horse, horse is live. Good point. Um, If he gets on a plane. Oh, man. The horse is super live because flying sucks when you have a bad pack. All right. So we've gone through it. We've broken down every single race. We've given you who we like, who we don't like, who our asshole singles are, who is going to get a passive aggressive letter on the windshield. If it's from me. Uh and let's take a look at it. Let's see what these final tickets look like. Uh I ended up a basically if if the 12 from the second race uh draws in, then I'm a 48 dollar ticket, which is a lot thicker than I like to go. But those two maiden uh special weight races kind of forced my hand. Without it, I'm a $32 ticket, which is still a little bit thicker than I like to go. But I was in the first leg two, three, six, eight with eight, nine, twelve in the second leg, with one four in the next leg, with one four in the next leg. With one four in the next leg, with one. Ah, okay, yeah. Well, I might I- have just rain man out on the one four. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Definitely,
1: definitely, definitely. Yeah. I think that um, I have to, you know, I put together like the broad, and then I start to chip away. So I would go definitely five deep in the first leg, mm-hmm. that race to get myself started. Then we talked about going three deep after that. So then when we get to race number nine, the Osinatus on the turf course. Um, I'm probably going to force myself to use just two horses. Mm-hmm. So what I'll most likely do there is I'll use the nine Sassy Serb uh, because I think that horse is uh, very interesting. And then I really I'm afraid that the two might get away, so I'll probably go two nine in that race, uh, the favorite with the speed. Oh, it won't be the favorite, I don't think, but I think it's the speed of the race. And then the price sure. that I run them down, so that's too deep in there. So that's five by three by two. Right. So now we're at um, uh, what, 30, what, 15
0: at that point, 15 per horse, per horse for the next leg.
1: Yeah, we're at 30 now. And then we go to race number 10, which is at six and a half uh, on the uh, six, six and a half furlong, excuse me, where I'm trying to beat CZ Rocky. We didn't even mention Diamond Oops. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> right? But in that particular race and I told you I was afraid of the eight a little bit, Arcan but I also like the 10. So I think I'm going to go eight, 10 in that race and we'll let down to just two okay Eight ten in that race then when we get to the feature the grade two san clemente even though you scared me a little bit with lady t just a little bit i just yeah. like a little bit of pp come out uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm gonna leave that out and i'm gonna go with the two and the five and i'll think i have to see what that ends up i'll probably go two five nine i mean sorry two five ten excuse me sorry
0: okay yeah. You know, I, uh, Lady T, uh, does, has no time for your jibber jabber, uh, or your, or your little bit of PP, uh, cause she's just gonna wire this thing. I hope I love, I would love to be live to this horse getting into it. I mean, it's good. It's a gauntlet. These are tough races. You know, it's funny. Uh, I, I did, uh, an early pick five with Jess Paquette, uh, for the first part of this episode. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm like a, like a reverse pyramid. Like I'm single, single to start the, uh, the early pick five and then just wide because it just there's this middle part if you're playing if there's a middle pick five or pick four on this card i haven't looked but if you're playing it what the fuck is wrong with you like just go see a dominatrix or something like don't you don't have to yeah go broke you know
1: what track has been doing middle pick fives i can't remember who i was watching where they're starting pick fives and like in the middle of the head three pick fives and i can't remember what track i was i was like there's no way i'm playing a pick five in the middle of your card are you crazy right what track that it was. But um, I, I think that also people should know early and late pick fives at Del Mar, the takeout is, is drastically different. You want to play the early pick five at Del Mar. I think the takeout is half as much as the late pick five at Del Mar. So if uh, you're thinking about playing, you know, I usually end up playing the late because I have more turf races usually at the latter portion sure. part, and I like that more. But I found out, I think it was last year, I started investigating takeout. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Playing early, what am I doing? So, yeah,
0: I a good friend of mine he's he preaches takeout, and I like to just say this, uh, not because I believe it, but because I see the little vein in his forehead bubble up every single time I do it, which is takeout, takeout doesn't matter. I don't know what you're talking about. This takeout, what are you, ta- what are you talking about? I'm gonna keep playing parks with all this takeout, um, <laughs> which I don't play parks, except for the last time I lied to all my friends and said I don't play parks. Uh, so yeah, that is it. This is late, I mean, late pick five. Look at done we
1: awesome
0: part one part two of this episode we've, we've gone through both pick fives we left out one race in the middle it's kind of like the i don't know like the partition part of the graham cracker you know yeah. it's still part of the graham cracker but we just threw it away um just broke it in half All so right. uh ken thank you so much for joining i've been looking forward to th- to having you on uh i'm sad that i don't have my notorious big uh, uh sound drops for this episode i'll work them in somehow though i had it going back to cali I had a time to get paid, blow up like the world trade, I had all that stuff ready to go. And, uh, yeah, it's StreamYard took like a dump on us. It <laughs> happens.
1: It'll be all right. It's all good, man. I appreciate you being patient. Uh, you invited me before, and I had family stuff. I had to bail on you, but I appreciate you being cool and letting me come back and make it right. So thanks, man. Hey, man, I,
0: listen, you, you, that's your one strike for putting family in front of me. And you only <laughs> get two strikes. It's a two-strike system for putting family in front of me, Ken. Uh, no, yep. man, I, of course, it is It is not a problem at all. Family first, always. Well, that is it for us on the Notorious OTB, Brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Good luck in your pick fives if you're tailing or in the ones you're making on your own. Think for yourself. It's all right. You know, we're trying to teach a man to fish. You know what I'm saying? All right. We'll catch you next time with... A late pick five for Delmar on Sunday. That's gonna wrap up Podcella 2022. No, no holograph. Tupac.